Their House. Welcome to this episode 108. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. And we're back from last week's uh, game, Lewis, LA versus Chicago. Lewis sounds so good. I know. What's, what's up? What's, well, what's, first of all, I'm not like falling half asleep like the way I was last week. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I just thought you ate, ate right. <laughs> it, it could also be. Oh, he's, actually, maybe I just ate. He's been hydrating. Yes, that's nice. More, more water. Well, I'm glad that we got you. We got the old-fashioned voice, vocal styling of the Louis Barone. Talk like this. <laughs> I like. I like that. Can you do the whole podcast like that? Uh, my respect. He's gonna be tired. All right, I'll try. He's not, no, he's already done. <laughs> it's, it's not, he's already done. I can't like, do it. I can't do it. He's, yeah, that couldn't even stay deep because. Yeah. <laughs> he's was already laughing. He's over here like, yeah, LA is our house. This is uh, Theo on the Theo. Theo on the galaxy, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm Asian, but I don't sound like it. <laughs> no, I'm not Asian. No, Theo. Theo. Is, oh, okay. Theo Who are we talking about? You, you can go Karen Sharp. Hey, hey, guys, uh people listening to the show, give us a shout out if you know who Karen Sharp is. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the beginning of this really funny show. This we're, We don't even know where we're going with this. But we no, had we just came back from a game, Chicago versus L.A. It, we were away. Uh, we won it, guys. 1-0. Uh, we did. We, we did win. But um, before we get into that, um, something, uh, unfortunately, a little bit more pressing. And, and I'm sorry if I'm going to have to do it like this, Bobby, because we did just come off of that, that intro. Um, but... Uh, can't wait to the end. No, no, I don't want to. No, end, I don't, don't want to end do with this. Don't do the end one. No, I have, I'll get even upset more. I want to do it. it. I want to do it up front. I want to do it up front. And and again, this is all right. Well, we're, we're, can we're I gonna tell, pause. Can I, can, I t- can I tell the listeners that? This, okay, listeners, new segment. Sad moments. Go. Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 gonna go ahead and pause uh, on on the 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 silliness of the show because we do have something very serious and 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 unfortunately somber to talk about. Um. Uh, Galaxy uh, Academy player U13 um, player Tommy Mark has passed away. He passed away on April 16th. Um, details about his death um, are are have not been disclosed. He is a minor, uh, but he was part of the the Galaxy Academy. Uh, he had just switched over from the LAFC Academy. Um, obviously, this is this this came out earlier today. Um, it's sudden and it's it's just it's it's hitting me it's it i mean it, i think it's hitting all of us um pretty hard um to have a, a guy uh who was part of the galaxy but more importantly the, the guy's a kid um uh, you know pass away uh, apparently it was very sudden uh, um I, i'd like to just take a quick moment of silence uh in in honor of uh, of tommy All right. With that said, um, obviously our thoughts are with the family. Um, if uh, if any if any of us can help in any way, if if any of you Galaxy people want to reach out uh, to um, to the family, I don't know if they're asking for for anything, but obviously uh, please send all your love, all your all your well wishes to uh, Tommy's family. Yeah, not not really sure what to say. Um, you never want to hear this. Um, at any time for for a for a kid 
to, to pass, it's, it's, it's beyond tragic. And as a, as a new father, uh, it, it hurts me even more because I cannot imagine the, the pain that the, the family is currently going through right now. And uh, yes, uh, my, my thoughts are, are with them. And um, as David said, if there's anything that we can do to help, um, we will gladly um, we will gladly help out with uh, with no problem. Um, and it's just really no words to describe this. It's just um, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, I'm sure if there's a fund or anything coming up, we'll tweet it. We'll put it up so you'll see it on our feed. All right. Uh, now with that, let's let's transition to we'll dedicate the episode to him. Positive. Yes, uh, certainly. Yes, this this episode should just be called Tommy Mark, I believe. Um, Let's get started. Uh, Chicago, as Bobby said, Chicago versus L.A. We won on the road. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. But before we get into the game, I want to talk to you guys about the lineup. Um, this has to be the lineup that came out. Uh, Zlatan and Kamara up front. Lejet, Alessandrini, Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jonah in the middle. Jonah. <clears throat> the same back four that we had, you know. Cole, Shelvick, uh, uh, Steris, and, and uh, Rolf Filcher. This has to be our A-plus number one starting 11, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no way that you can alter this to a point where it can be better uh, than this lineup. This is by far the most productive, uh, or at least on paper, the most yeah, productive lineup that we can possibly field um because it, we know that geo it, when geo comes back he's gonna replace the jet it's unfortunate that it, it has to work out that way but unless they can figure out a three five two that actually works and i honestly don't see that happening um in which case you would sacrifice someone like say belcher or maybe even steris um mm. I, I don't see those five midfielders. We can't do that uh, right now. On the field. I, I just don't see it. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. But, yeah. Uh, that, by far, is the lineup that every true Galaxy fan uh, would, was one day hoping for. Um, and it happened. And it wasn't the prettiest win. Um, but that doesn't matter. Um, there were some pretty goddamn tough conditions yeah. Uh, yeah. in that no, yeah. uh, in that stadium, and I I don't understand why people are upset about this. I really don't. I, I, oh really? I, it, oh yeah. It baffles me that people are upset that the Galaxy took three points on the road. Something that, well, I guess we did it more often on the road than we did it at home last year. <laughs> but but still, like this is the game. Uh, last year we 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 drew this game. Um, at home. At home. No, no, no. In Chicago. No, it was at home. It was, was a, it it was a Van Damme game. It was oh, two, Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was at a 2-2 home. Van Damme. See, uh, in Van my Damme. mind, it was it away. Was <laughs> in my mind, it was away, which made it like even even more like mythical. Like, oh, this is the game that turned us around. No, jeez. Oh, no, it was a game that turned us around. That was that was the first stretch of the like the four-game win streak. But we were at home when it started. And it was a two. Uh, we came from behind um, from 2-0. We ended up tying 2-2. That was the infamous uh, Van Damme benching game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, even even with the wind, even with all the wind and rain, mm. Chicago could throw at uh, at the team. The uh, the the stadium still managed to sell out, which is um, something that Chicago can't normally do, even on a nice sunny day. Oh yeah, uh, that's apparently the... apparently this was the first sellout at Toyota Park. That's interesting. Wow, I didn't know that. 
sure why that that uh that Kamala mm. that Kamara fellow. Man. Yeah, I didn't know he was that big over there. <laughs> must have been. Uh, must must be a big Norwegian uh, fan base over in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe Shelvik had a lot to do with it too. Oh, mm. Scandinavians. No, but talking about the talking about the game, um, yeah, I'm surprised that people are upset about this game. Um, you know, I'm not. I don't pay attention online to to opinions, so I just I just watch the games and I have my own opinion. Um, the first half, we looked good. We kept <clears throat> attacking. We kept going. We kept going forward. We had control of the ball. We had uh, good p- passing. Good possession. Um, it was it was way better than we've been playing in the last two games. Way better than we've been playing at home. What the fuck yeah, are you guys talking about? It, it not seemed you like... guys, but you know, <laughs> out out it's... there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out there. All you internet. What are you doing? And, and we're away, and you know, against Chicago, which of course is not the not the greatest team right now. But they they did well la- the week prior. Uh, they played well as well. And again, guys, that's listening to this. Listen to our balls and beers and MLS recap because we actually watch all the games, so we know what the fuck we're talking about. We try to we we, we, <laughs> we try to know off. what we're talking about. We try to know what we're talking about. <laughs> now nah, I'll say uh, it. we know what we're fucking talking about. <laughs> we're, we're decent actors. I like how yeah, I like how Bobby just like he's he's a lock on our our um, professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> he's like locking and double down on our personal, but that's a hey, balls man, and beer joke. Guys. I'm number I'm number one on balls and beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reigning champion. With the, uh, you're, you're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but you're in third place with a ton of fucking yeah, badass know, points, bitch. So hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still salty about that. Listen to balls and beers, and you'll understand what I'm talking and about. And I'm still, and I'm Bobby, only talking so about the I'm first actually, half. I'm only talking about the first half right now. Yeah, right, right. And, and that's exactly what I was gonna do because I know people were upset about the second half, and we're eventually gonna get there. But I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I'm not like full on like shocked, but I honestly expected you, Bobby, of all people, to be a little disappointed uh, with the way the Galaxy played because you, no. of all people, stress that you need a complete 90 game uh, perfection, not perfection, but you, you need to play well for 90 minutes. The Galaxy only played well for 45. No, granted no, no, that no. the you know you're, you're, that, you're confusing things. You're confusing things from your you guys' uh, greatest MLS game of all time, and you're you're assuming that I'm trying to say that a team has to play their best for 90 minutes. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I said then. That's not what I'm saying now. What I do is based on the team game by game and how they progress from game after game. Very simple. It's a very simple recipe. And I don't, and again, no influence by any bullshit online, no influence by any fucking rumors, just watching what they, how they play, how they perform, player by player, game by game. Fair enough. We'll, we'll go ahead and uh, leave it at that and we'll move on. So, as Bobby said, a very good uh, 45 minutes, with the exception of, yeah, we're not going to talk I love Lewis is like, I accept my whipping. Moving on. Oh, I'm not even. No, no, I haven't even conceded. I just know that this Pandora's box has to stay closed. So, um, 45 minutes of good soccer, with the exception of the finishing, because let's be honest, guys. By halftime, this game should have been at least at least three. Could yeah. have been four or five. It it, it should have been. It, you're right. It should have been three, and that's even with the video re- referee uh, screwing us on two goals. Uh, okay. I, I'm being a little sensationalist here. They didn't screw us on two goals. They only screwed us on maybe one goal. Um, that mm-hmm. first goal, the own goal I'm talking about. The one that Alan Gordon scored for us, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh, Ole Kamara's offside. He is. 
Um, he makes a soccer move. Sorry, I'm doing air quotes. He, he, he makes a soccer move toward the ball. So he, he tries to make a play toward the ball. He is offside. Um, but he taps it, though. Uh, no, 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 no. He, he doesn't touch he it. He doesn't touch it, but he but does he make a play this, for the ball. I watched it this morning, and I thought that's what I saw on the replay. No, he, he never he ta- touched it. It taps him. It, it, it bounces under his foot. All right, well. But regardless, it's Cause still Because if it, ta- it, it, it taps him, well, because if it taps him, it's offside. I don't know if it does. If, if it doesn't, it's still offside then, because he tried to make a play for the oh, ball. Oh, okay. okay. That, that's okay. what it is. And, and that's okay. where people were kind of confused. Like, hey, he never touched it. So, but it's you know, still a play why, on the ball. I would call it offside. But, yes, the rule is that he's still trying to make a play for it. And therefore, gotcha. he had a whistle. He wasn't offside by much, but he was offside. Now, the second goal in which he scored his little palomita a lot of controversy around this one. Uh, they had pictures of it. At the end of the day, here's the thing. I don't want to harp on this for a couple reasons. Number one, if that goal goes in, we still get three points. We didn't lose anything. Uh, yeah. So it, I really don't want to harp on it right there. Number two, whether it's six inches, you know, when it's really, really close like that. We even talked about this in the LAFC game. I mean, if it's that close where it can go either way, why even harp on it? Well, if it's someone else... Uh, on the sideline, maybe they call no offside, and then Chicago's screaming foul. Well, and I can, so I mean, I can, that's just... I, can, I can understand not harping on the result, but if we're you know, since since we all, we also love to harp, we will be harping on the second half. So yeah, yeah, I understand well, what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm a, about a point, a about... point ended up three points. You know, a goal ended up three points. Three goals could have ended up three points. It all the same shit. But, yeah, it's yeah. all the same thing. At, at at the end of the day, whether whether you prove that the referee uh, made a mistake, whether you prove that VAR was completely ineffective, it doesn't matter because you're not going to change the outcome of that call. At the end of the day, the ref says it's an offside. It is an offside. That's yeah. the bottom line. And, and if I could harp on it for for <laughs> just a second, if if for no other reason, just just to to give a shout out here. Um, Obviously, uh, some of our, our Twitter followers were, were going back and forth. Uh, uh, Twitter follower uh, Charlie um, was was kind of uh, upset about it. But um, in going back and, and looking at the very excellent uh, uh, Twitter handle, Soccer Photogrammetry, uh, which, by the way, is amazing. He uses math to prove offside or not offside. Uh, so anytime you can you you can provide mathematical evidence um, that a player was offside, um, you know that's that's a special uh, uh, that's a special skill there that you have. Um, his uh, his photos that he provided and, and the, the the models that he that he created on online um, did prove that uh, uh, Ola Kamara was indeed offside. So the only reason I wanted to harp on this a little bit was just to give a shout out to. Uh, soccer photogrammetry because they are excellent at what they do. Uh, so shout out to you, dude. Uh, good, good call. Yeah, go ahead I think and follow our, that. I think our new show, new show name, should just be "LA is our house" featuring the Harps. <laughs> <laughs> LA and the Harps. LA and the Harps. Oh wow, I like that. <laughs> we gotta spell Harps differently so we, we can't copyright yeah, yeah. and all that. Because yeah, <laughs> shout, shout out Barbie. Someone's Warshaw. already done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay, so you got two goals disallowed, and up until that point, you're like, okay, we're, we're playing well, we're we're creating chances, we're we're you know we're a, a half a foot uh, um, offside that this game should be in the bag, and just missed 
chance after missed chance after missed chance. And this is just a calls, few days calls. after the, uh, the the New York Red Bulls failed to convert one of their 20 chances that they created against uh, Chivas Guadalajara to eliminate them from the CCL. So it was very fresh in my mind. I started getting very worried because I said to myself, you know what? If we don't score now, that second half is going to be mm-hmm. extremely difficult for us when mm-hmm. the wind is going against us. Mm-hmm. And this has the makings of an Alan Gordon late goal heroic type game. And uh, although I would, I'm always cheering for Gordo. I just didn't want to see it in this game. But we I was never want to see it worried. against us. <laughs> yeah, I never want to see it against us. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was very, very worried. And it took an entire, literally an entire first half because the goal came in the 46th minute. Yeah, in stoppage. In stoppage mm-hmm. time, in mm-hmm. one minute of stoppage time, it wasn't yeah. even that they added like three or four minutes. It was one minute, and uh, Zlatan, after I believe four chances, finally got a uh, got a goal. Mm-hmm. Well, he had chances. No, had I two, think his, he had two chances, chances straight with the was straight with the goalie. He had two chances oh. straight with the goalie. That was his fault. They were soft soft shots. Yeah. But, one of them know, came he's... in the second half. Yeah, you know what? One of them didn't come. One in the of them came half. in the second. Okay. Where, okay. The one where he received the pass from the Chicago player, where nobody was around him. Oh I, yeah, I mean, that is the. You got to figure that that was a goal. I was ready to to uh, to scream it, and I'm like, <clears> oh god, what a. Horrible, they were bad oh, shots. How do you miss that? Yeah, a horrible shots. shot. Yeah. But hey, look, how can you argue with Cole to Zlatan again? No, what I love pair. it. I think that's going to be the pair. pair. I think that's going to be the pair of the year. That's going. Oh, they're going to continue so this. Sexy. They're going to continue that's like, this. That's like the Kobe to Shaq thing. The yeah, I love it. I'm gonna to like hold a slot on. It's so sexy. I, I, it's I, so great. I really feel it's gonna continue happening throughout the season, and I'm just so excited for it. I, I I really hope so. The only the only thing I worry about is is the the age the age of the legs there. Um, if it's gonna continue happening, it, they're gonna. I mean, obviously these guys are worlds beyond uh, in terms of their their soccer IQ, uh, but beyond most everybody else in MLS. Um, but we talked about the legs. We talked about Ashley Cole. That you know uh, what? The guy, the guy, the guy keeps going. He keeps going. He, he, dude, he's yeah, running so I was much. Watching, I was watching. Not- I was watching the second half. I was watching the second half. It was like around the 80th minute, and I'm like, Cole, why are you running so much? Let that one go. Stop. <laughs> like I literally said that. I'm like, dude, you're gonna tie your shit out. Like, calm the <laughs> fuck down. Yeah. Well, we always <laughs> thought that the the fountain of youth came from Milan, but no. Uh, Ashley Cole seems to have found no, it. Somehow. No, no, Zlatan brought it. It's the California no, sun, Cole man. Was already, no, 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 Cole's been like this. Here before, <laughs> yeah, he's he's before had that energy. But he needed he's had that, that energy. You know, Maybe, yeah. Cole, okay, was okay. In, Cole, Cole was in Rome. He occasionally went to Milan, okay, took right. a dip, and then and then when no. he was starting to run out, Zlatan brought it because he still has a little vial left from when he played at Inter. No, what I what I heard, the rumor that I heard, and don't tell anybody else, but they got a vial of old man Bees' blood, and they put <laughs> him in him. So... <laughs> Watch for watch for Zlatan's eyes to get all buggy. <laughs> uh, is that racist? No, I was trying to just I was trying to fly through that. I was trying to fly through that. Come on, come on. No, no, that's not racist. Come on, black don't crack. We we we. Fly. Oh my god. I would like to take this moment for LA as a house to say that we do not we condone all racist. Uh, things and things. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have a freaking paper here. We're dedicating this episode to. Again. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to tell you. When you guys said you were going to put his name on the name of the episode, I was like, I don't think that we should because we're going to talk a lot of shit about different things. <laughs> I think we should just call this the harps, man. Just leave it at the fucking harps and we're good. Good. It's, it was a good fit. Come on, that was a good fit. That was a good fit. All right, let, let's let's go ahead and get back on track. So yes, um, the the, the Cohen's Latan pairing, it, it, it's going to be amazing. It has been amazing so far. Um, so go, going back to the legs, the, the only thing I really have to worry about, I, I guess, as of right now. I'm not really worried so much about Cole as I am about Zlatan because it's not so much his age as much as it, as it is his knee. That was always the X factor when we signed him. Will he be able to um, play in some of these games, some of these road games that have uh, turf on their on their field? How is that gonna How is that gonna affect his game? How is that gonna affect uh, his playing time? Will he travel uh, even to some of these? Uh, some of these stadiums because of his knee and how will it hold up? So, I mean, the gamble is still there. I mean, granted that he's now our leading goal scorer, or actually has been our leading goal scorer after uh, his first 19 minutes uh, in a Galaxy uniform. <laughs> yeah, you didn't really but have to do much there. And too much. Um, <laughs> so, you know, obviously a lot of people said, oh my God, you know, after the LAFC game, it was totally worth what we paid for him in those two years if he never plays again. But all joking aside, if he never played again, you know, it, it would be upsetting. Oh, and yeah. it's still a gamble. You're, I mean, you're only three games in. It's still You still have him for the rest of this season, the rest of next season. Any one of those games could be his last um, be, mm. because of uh, the knee. And you just don't know. And remember, we haven't really got into the dog days of MLS. We haven't gotten into the... The, the, the travel, I mean, he went to Chicago once and... Yeah, he hasn't played in Minnesota yet. Yeah. The, the worst turf in the league. Yeah, he, he has to go up to... to see, actually, no, I think we host Seattle this year, so I'm not sure if we and go that's to the, We might and the, go to Seattle. We go to Portland. Yeah, we, we do go to Portland. Uh, so, I mean, th- there are a lot of fields out there that, you know, isn't suited for uh, a guy with a history of knee injuries. So, um, the, the gamble is still very, uh, very much in place here, and it will be for the next two seasons. But as of right now, all things are go. And even if Zlatan is missing these chances, and ni- and nine times out of ten, you figure that he was going to make those. Well, you got to figure that this was the first time that he started a game. Yeah, uh, he went about eighty minutes, which I thought was a little too long. That's we'll, too we'll, much. That's yeah, too much. We'll, we'll yeah, get yeah. into he's, that. We'll talk he's about dusting, the he's dusting off. He's dusting off right now. It's just it's, it's, he's he's warming up. It's, yeah. it's it's all right. And and that's and, and he's that's still looking the scary good. part. That though, <laughs> he's still looking good. though we had our A plus side for the first time this season, and this was the the pinnacle of our starting lineup. You gotta remember that he's still getting uh I don't want to say accustomed to the league, because I'm pretty sure he got accustomed to the league, but he's still not in form. The guy has three goals in right. in, in like a total of less than two games, uh minute wise. And he's your leading goal scorer. It's going to be goddamn scary when that guy is in full. When he's healthy. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is going to be an absolutely unbelievable and just unfair thing to do to the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, those two two chances that he had those soft shots, those will be long gone in the dead old days of memories. And, and And even if a goalkeeper dares to get in the way of that, their He's gonna have a off. soccer size. He's gonna have a soccer ball sized hole in him after. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's gonna have uh, like uh, with the guy from the Mighty Ducks, the guy who just like yep. rips his head open every single time. He yeah, shoots, uh, yes. Oh, Foggy! It's Foggy. Yeah, Foggy Nelson. Foggy yeah, Nelson. Yeah, yeah, right. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Foggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, he also had a header though. I think he had a couple. Uh, 
uh, headers in the first half that he he uh, he shot off target as well. So yeah. I assume that again once he's uh, and again uh, the Kam- the Kamara the Kamara shot and the offside shots and stuff like those were other chances as well from him as well. So it's it's looking it's looking better. It's yeah, definitely it's def- looking better. Yeah, and 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 like you said, he'll and he'll have bad games. Like we'll see him have bad games. Um, you know, it's not always going to be uh, Zlatan's and Rainbows here. It's he's going to have some some bad games, and and yeah, you know that's that's warranted. The guy is the guy is a lion. He's not a god. Oh well, he says he's a god too, though. Yeah. <laughs> he's totally a god. <laughs> he's a lion god. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, what what what's the one from the the, Muf- the Mufasa? No, the other one, the 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 wind witch in the will. No, not the wind witch in the will. Oh, the uh, lion witch in the world. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, I, I, the, I know. The Zlatan, the Zlatan, the the Ola and the wardrobe. There you go. <laughs> uh, so before we move on to the second half, I do want to say uh, one thing because the, the the Achilles heel in the first half was the finishing. Uh, like I said, one goal in stoppage time of the first half, and it came from uh, a, a perfect cross. That I'm sure was aided by the wind, um, and uh, Zlatan. I mean, he he buried it. The goal he had absolutely the perfect no connection. Chance. Perfect yeah. connection. Not, not only but, did he have no chance, but I believe Sanchez even said that he was honored to be scored on by Zlatan. <laughs> he shook his hand right after. <laughs> yeah, it was half. Um, so, the finishing guys. I, I know there were two goals disallowed, and it was rightfully so. So we, uh, like I said, I don't want to harp on that, but so many chances to put this game away uh, or at least be comfortable uh, going into halftime here. And you were up by the minimum seconds before the final whistle or before the halftime whistle blew. Mm-hmm. This was our downfall against Kansas City. We created chances. We didn't capitalize on them. Kansas City had three or four and capitalized on two of them. That is the difference between a win and a loss. It could be the difference between one point, no points, or three points. Yeah. And, you know... This time around, it didn't it didn't bite us, and we we got out of there with three points. But mm-hmm. had this been anything but three points, I mean, this would have been devastating um, again because now we have a problem. If it's two games in a row that that uh, you have dropped points because you were unable to finish the, the the chances that you created, and it wasn't even that they were made out of nothing. And these were legitimate chances. I mean, they they, yes. they were. I mean, no, good plays. They, they were, good plays going going yes. forward. Yeah, they weren't scrappy. It wasn't like there was a scrappy no. defense. There were there were plays that it should have um, led to a goal. And yeah. so I think that this is something that you really have to keep an eye on now. Um, and again, I know Zlatan's out of form, um, and he's and he's working his way into that. So you know he does get a pass. But there's other times. You know, Kamara has yet to score since the since the first game of the season. But again, he's creating the chances. He hasn't buried them. Mm-hmm. Um, Alessandrini is still getting his legs from under him, and Leggett, uh, same thing. But um, no, guys, uh, the Galaxy have. To, I mean, we know that they have uh, a lot of offensive weapons. There's a lot of firepower in that offense. It's not going to do good if uh, if they aren't scoring <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah. They, they they have to find it, obviously, and and maybe they work a little bit more on finishing. Maybe. Um, Maybe they they have one of those games, uh, you know, against uh, Atlanta where things are just falling right for them, and and they work those things out. Like it's 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 just like anything. Yeah, like no, they just gotta yeah, work they, it out. They gotta massage it out. 
Yeah, I think they're they're gonna le- they're gonna learn how to play a, a little bit of a different way with Zlatan. There's gonna be a lot of over you know balls over, uh, long balls, and then they should start working on set pieces. They gotta they gotta take advantage of his height because there's no one as tall as him, and he oh, and he okay. towers over everyone. Okay, so so that was the one thing the the other thing that people were harping on. Uh, a couple people were saying, look, all the balls are gonna go through Zlatan, and obviously. There's obvious reasons for that. When you have a guy who's six foot five and towers over any other person on the field, that's and probably is good him. in the air. Yeah, <laughs> and can actually get the ball. Yeah, uh, go up there and get the ball. Um, that is probably going to be your most uh, optimal strategy. I mean, it could be boring. It could be one dimensional. But if it continues to work, why in the world would you stop doing it'd be, it? It'd be it'd be very it, different it, for the galaxy for a while. So I'm it, down. It, it, I mean, I mean, look, <laughs> we were. We were trying that with Emma Boateng on the field. Yeah. So <laughs> why wouldn't you try that with Zlatan on the field? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was uh, there was that LAFC game where like every cross from Felcher went to Boateng. Like, yeah. dude, it's not gonna yeah. happen. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you're I'm... not you're not Marisas and Fuegos. You're not gonna give a little palomita in the in the box. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, I, I, I really can't hate on that strategy <laughs> as boring and as one-dimensional as it is because if it continues to work and if it continues to create chances, you got to keep going at it. Yeah. I mean, as, even if you're putting three bodies on him, it doesn't make a difference. If no, it'll, guy... it'll, cre- it'll create chances. It'll throw the ball in the box. It'll throw it in dangerous areas. We have forward, we have center forwards. We have guys going through. We, I mean, dude, it'll create stuff. It'll create stuff, and it'll, and it'll keep pressure off our back line that is really not that great right now. Yeah, and I understand that there are 10 other players on the field and there are five other offensive players on the field. But, I mean, like I said, if this is your optimal strategy, you got to write it. Um, but it, it, you can even use it as a decoy. I mean, you can use it for, yeah. you know, a, a good portion of the game and just keep doing that and then switch it up and then yeah. have, like I said, one of the other guys come in. We uh, have will eventually hold the ball and, and find one of the other three guys running on. I mean, it, it's not it's not the worst strategy it is, however, the worst strategy to use when the win is against you. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about the second half. Yeah. Yeah. So Siggy kind of parked the bus uh, in the second half. And, and that's dangerous to do. It's dangerous with a 1 0 lead and I elements going against you. I disagree there, but go on. I don't think he parked the bus. I don't think he fully parked the bus. I really uh, yeah, don't. I don't I, feel like he parked the bus either. I think he legitimately was trying to score, and the evidence I use is that he continued. When, whenever we did have possession, they continued the long ball, which is stupid. I mean, I, I just don't understand using the exact same strategy when it doesn't suit you. I get it when the win is again. I mean, when, is with but you. The, with but the you. players mm-hmm. in the field, but the players in the field have to recognize that. And they have to try something different. But if the coach is telling them this is what we're going to continue doing, they have to do it. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a up and down there. I think that's an up and down there because they're get, get players, if, players players to, players play their own way as well on the field. I mean, don't don't they're not mindless right, robots. But if, but if players if players are doing what they want to do and they're not doing what the coach says, even if the players understand completely. that this is not the best strategy. If they're not following the coach's rules, guess who's going to get subbed off? Guess who's going to get, you know, uh, uh, a talking to not, after the game? Not if you, not if you create something. Not if not if you're not following if you're not following the the, the instructions, and then suddenly you create you create offense because you're not following the the rules. You get talked to, but 
hey, you helped us win the game. Good job. No, but but it's more about control. The, See, the, this, the coach has to maintain control over the players no matter. I mean, you can say, uh, look, this may not David, be David, don't most go. Don't, do not open that door, David. This, this, do ahead. not this open the door. Been, it's going to take okay, too long. I'm okay with this Pandora's box opening. Go ahead. This would have been okay. This would have been a great question to ask Bobby Warshaw. Oh. We had him on in Balls and Beers, and we're, we asked him a little bit about Champions League. Well, we, you'll hear that later in the show. Um, but this would have been the perfect question for him. Um, let's, uh, let, let, let's talk about Zlatan a little bit more here because, uh, you know, we, we need them clicks. Um, Zlatan, Zlatan played, uh, as Lewis said, about 80 minutes. Um, he, I would say he probably stopped playing really hard after about the 50th minute. Yeah. Um, he was, he was tired. He was tired after that. And, and he, he, he started to kind of conserve his energy because he did make some runs after the 50th minute, but. Um, he he uh, he he was a little bit more conservative with them. I actually think it's because we lost the ball that he was completely ineffective. I mean, if you if no one's getting the ball to Zlatan, what good is Zlatan? I mean, I, I honestly don't believe that he was as or that was the reason why he was so ineffective. Do I believe that he was um, completely winded, uh, where like he just couldn't do anything? No, but I do feel that. Yeah, he lost some energy because we said he, he's working his it, way into 90 minutes, and I understand that. But this yeah. is another reason why I felt that Siggy didn't really park the bus. That ineffectiveness, um, there's no reason to keep Zlatan in there. If he really did park the bus, he probably would have taken him out in the 60th, 65th minute and put him in a defensive player. He didn't do that. He waited to the 80th, and he put Emma Boateng. A like a like for like sub. A very very like for like sub. That's that's that's, that's <laughs> twins the sequel right there. Um, oh my god, I want to see that movie so bad. Right? So Ariel Castillo tweeted out that uh, that Zlatan and and Emma Boateng looks like twins the sequel, and I I I don't know what it is that I'm gonna have to do, but I have to make that movie happen. Bobby, you have please, Bobby, direct this movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <Done. I'm... laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't understand the logic that Siggy's trying to do there, especially in the 80th. In the 80th, I figured, okay, park the bus. You have 10 minutes left to hold on to a 1-0 lead. Your, your offense wasn't clicking. Okay, park the bus now. But the sub was Emma for Zlatan. Emma is not a defensive player. The guy is still offensive-minded. He still oh, yeah. had ideas yeah that wasn't um, a defensive to, to score another goal but he, but but he not, stretches the field he stretches the field for the for he, uh, against a tired leg he does and i understand that strategy except that they were still trying to make him here go run uh, you know outrun the defender go grab that ball when the mm -hmm. wind was just killing the ball that makes emma Boateng just as ineffective I don't understand it. They continued to do that. So I don't think he was entirely parking the bus. And this is probably one of the first games I am going to criticize Siggy because he used the same strategy in the second half when it didn't suit him. And some of the subs were kind of weird. I thought he would have put in Carrasco uh, to, to kind of like, you know, kill the game there because that's exactly what you needed. Not yeah. Emma Boateng. That or, was odd. Or, or Pontius. He put Pontius he in He put too. Pontius in, which I'm okay. I, I'm I'm okay with because he can he can go both ways. He put in Husidic. I'm okay with that. Emma Bolotan just doesn't make any sense. Like, mm. that that just does not make any sense to me. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know what happened at halftime. I don't know what he was thinking. I admire the fact that he tried to build on that lead. 
I disagree with the way he was trying to do it, especially with the conditions that they had to go through. You just keep the ball on the ground as much as you can. And I know that the game was going to be significantly more difficult in the second half because of the weather conditions. I know this is what made it such a better win or a a win that you should be proud of this team because number one, the 2017 Galaxy, I guarantee lose this game. Yeah. 100%. They lose this game. They find a way to lose this game. And yes, that is going to be the narrative of this season because we shouldn't be forgetting about last season and we're trying to move on and um, make sure that that that, uh, season doesn't happen again. So yes, this season is going to be compared each game to last season. So yes. Are we going to harp on this? We are going to harp on this (laughs) the whole goddamn season because that team deserved it. Secondly... <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was. I was gonna change. I was gonna switch gears a little bit. But please, you said secondly, so I'm. I'm intrigued. So there, there's, a, there's a whole list. So go on. There's yeah. a whole list. Oh, how, how, uh, to what number? How dude? long down the list do you guys want to go? Three. Number two. Okay. Let's. Talk. <laughs> I, I was being. I was being gracious. <laughs> It's it's like uh it's 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 like the uh the licks to the center of a t- tootsie pop. You get three. Okay. Okay. A tootsie. Secondly. Pop. Um, we talked about this after the Vancouver game. This is a type of game that hardens a team. You come together. You, you know, you scrap uh, for every inch. And it took every inch of, of defense and miracles and uh, wind blowing. Uh, Bingham had a good game. Um, or at least uh, it, it's really hard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I don't, I don't want to just gloss over this one. I know this was the thing I, I was going to interject with. But now that this is part of your, part of your number two, then I'll, I'll, I'll give you the number two here. Um, Bingham had a fantastic game, I thought. I thought Bingham was excellent in this game. And we talked about how Bingham was a type of goalie that he was hot and cold. He was hot in this game. He was. We're sunny, man. We won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but not only that, he did an excellent job. I mean, what, what the last two weeks we talked about how um, he overruns a ball or he misjudges the ball in the air. This week, he made some fantastic saves with exactly that. And so, with the conditions that he exactly. has to face, that is not easy for a goalkeeper. Yes, we all w- w- want to believe that I would have made that save. It was just lobbed you know, right in there. Right. But have 40-mile-an-hour gusts of wind that can change the direction of a ball in any direction come at you. I, I guarantee you're going to struggle with that. And he put up a clean sheet. The defense put up a clean sheet on the road with those type of conditions. How are you going to hate on a team – they got three points in those conditions with a clean sheet. That doesn't make any sense to me. This is a, I mean, it's an ugly win, but the, a team is not judged by how good you are when the situation that you're in is optimal to your team. It's how do you deal with it when the shit hits the fan? And so far they've responded. Are they going to win every single game? No, but that's what makes you grow. You come back from a 2-0 loss at home and you go into a, a very um, difficult uh, environment and you come away with three points and you band together and you put up a clean sheet. You come back home with three points. What's the, what's the deal? Are you supposed to play perfectly for 90 minutes? That's not going to happen. That's completely unrealistic. Okay. I'm finished. (laughs) All right. um, Let's, Let's get uh, let, let's talk about some of the other stuff. So we talked about Bingham. We talked about uh, you know the 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 sort of like coming together of this team. Um, 
Alessandrini. He he's coming back in. He's coming back. He's trying to regain fitness. He's trying to regain form. He got subbed off, and he was not happy about coming off. He's that never happy when he comes absolutely off. Absolutely livid. And you know what? Oh my god, it's so sexy. It is. I mean, it, uh, on uh, Josh Gessman on on his podcast said that he 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 nearly flipped over the bench. He was so angry. I would go one further and say he probably would have flipped over like the stands that the fans were in <laughs> had he been any more mad. Like he would have hulked out and just like, Aah! you know, a whole section of the the stadium comes apart. That is, that is a passion that you want your team to have. You want all of your players to have that passion. Like, nope, that is a competitor right there. And we, we've known this from Allison Drini. We've known that this guy cares about this team. He cares about winning. He cares about how he performs. How he's, what he. Uh, what he brings to, to the uh, the LA Galaxy fan base. And that is why one of the reasons why we love him so much. And this is another one of those reasons. Look, I don't want to be subbed off um, because I want to be in here. I, I'm, I'm, you know, being unhappy that you're subbed off because, I mean, we see it here and there, but I, I understand the reason why he would be upset. It's not just like one of those, like where you're bitching about it. Like, I don't understand why I'm coming off. Like some of our other players. Um, we know who we're talking about, but no, yeah, but you com- know, but, but, but I, I just, I just want to, I just want to give another little bit of weight on that. Cause I agree with you because that's one reason we love Alessandrini so much is because he has such passion for our team and for, for uh, doing well for our team and doing well on the, on, in, in, in the, on the pitch. But, you know, I don't want that to turn because he's always mad when you take him out. He's always mad. But I don't want that to turn into some friction with the coach or the team in the locker room. And then that turn into something that creates something personal and then has a problem between, you know, his call ups or something. I just don't want it to get to that point. I don't, I don't think it will. I think he's just I think the guy just runs just, hot. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you don't know. I mean, if he keeps running hot in the locker room and causes friction, that may be an issue. Uh, I don't see Alessandrini as a bad locker room guy, and I'm I don't pretty see sure either, but that the emotion tempers are tempers. of of in of being in the game, like I said, he, he's really in the moment. So maybe the 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 emotions um, get the better of him, especially when um, he gets subbed off. I'm pretty sure he's okay with Siggy. I, I know Siggy. I don't even think Siggy takes offense to it. I, I think he understands. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying now. I'm just saying if it continues, it may build up to something. Well, well you also have to remember that. I mean, I think if this was say even three weeks from now, I, I don't think you see Alessandrini being subbed off. No, I remember don't either, that but... he is still only his second game from coming back from. Uh, from an injury um so and this was his uh oh no this was second start but um i think it was kind of obvious that he would have been uh subbed off anyways because he probably would have been winded um he just was unhappy i think he probably felt that he could have kept going um it was a standard, uh, he could, he it was been, a standard switch out i mean it was a standard so yeah, yeah yeah and i think he he may have been more frustrated with himself uh that he didn't create more he didn't you know get something out of it um, either it, right now, to me, I'm, I'm looking at this as a positive. This is uh, this is good that he's getting this fired up. Um, I agree. Let me let me ask you guys about uh, another player. Sorry. Uh, let me ask you guys about uh, how how are we feeling about Felcher? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the guy I, I've said it before. The guy uh, defensively is um, 
I feel a, a bit of a liability offensively. He seems to do better. Um, he seems to go forward. He seems to get the crosses in and to try to create something. And with a six foot five target now on the team, I think that that is a really good asset to have. However, since he is not a midfielder, yeah, and he's a defender first, yeah, yeah. I have a big issue with that. Yeah, I believe, like Cole, your first job is to defend. You need to shut down your side, going forward and having a good cross and being able to create chances going forward as a defender. That's just an extra asset yeah. to have. It but shouldn't we- be your 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 main uh, your main asset. In which yeah. case, you're a midfielder. Yeah, and my my concern is now we have two defenders doing that. Like, no, chill out. Like, you know what I mean. Uh, so they're, they're, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it pans out. But I, I I don't really like him coming up too too much as well. I don't mind it. I mean, we've always had that, whether it was from AJ or from Robbie Rogers. So that's not what bothers me. I know that AJ and Robbie Rogers were going to track back, and I would have. And they have a decent, uh, more than a decent chance to, AJ. you know, stop uh, to stop uh, uh, a forward or or some other player coming right at him. Felcher, not so much. Well, the that's guy, what I'm saying. I wouldn't give him that. I wouldn't want him to take those chances because he just can't track back that quick. Yeah, and, and, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that you can't teach speed because Felcher doesn't have it. And so, actually, ironic since he gets up so far ahead. But, um, well, I guess you can say the same thing about Cole because he's lost a step or two as well. But the guy's IQ is, you know, I- I'm assuming significantly higher than Felcher's. He has old man's blood. But, the, the yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um, but the thing with, that you said, I don't like the fact that two, that, that two players go up like that. That's exactly why the 3-5-2 formation wouldn't work here because you have Cole moving up. You have Felcher moving up. Let's say they, you know, you, you, you take Felcher out and you put someone like Steris and Shelvick back there. You still have Cole moving up. If you keep him back there, honestly, I think that's a handicap. I yeah, want Cole to move is. up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I, 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 that's one of the reasons why I think that three-five-two formation would not work with that particular lineup. If you want to keep Legit and Geo in there and sacrifice one of the defenders, it just doesn't work out that way. But yeah, I personally believe that Felcher should be a defender first and an offensive weapon second, not the other way around. See, for me, I thought he didn't have, have a bad game. I thought he was fine, and he, he's proving to be a, a perfectly serviceable MLS right back. Well, well you hard to you argue. Didn't, you, didn't, you didn't say the game. You just said how we're feeling about him. You didn't say right. But I mean, but I'm saying like I've I've been I felt like he's been improving game by game, and I think that he's he's sort of getting the temperature of the league. He's 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 starting to sort of fit in in terms of the thing. Now we'll see next week because we have a, he has a very very tough job ahead of him next week. Oh yeah, but but he, I I think that he has improved. And against these mid level, mid to low level MLS teams, they make him look very good. Um, I don't think that he. I mean, he got a lot of flack from a lot of Galaxy fans to start the season. I don't think he's been awful in the last few games. So that uh, to me, it seems like he's improving. He's not, of course. He uh, yeah, I would like him to be a defender first, but. Having said that, like he he's not he hasn't been terrible defensively. I um I will agree that he has improved uh, considering what we saw in the first two or three games that he actually has settled down and looks to have found a little bit of, of a groove. And it's really hard to argue 
that a defender didn't have a good game when the team posted a clean sheet. So I will also give you that under those conditions where <laughs> the wind is playing a, a huge factor in how you defend. So I will give you that, that it's a little hard for me to criticize a defender when they put up a clean sheet. However, that being said, I don't have the confidence in Felcher that I have in the rest of the back line. And I think he hasn't quite won me over yet, though I admit that he is improving. I now see him as more as an offensive threat than a defensive, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just defensive stalwart. There you go. That's, that's the word. I hey, found it. Wow. I can't believe I, it's a super random word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. It's not Molly Wapped, but it was. <laughs> Uh, ultimately, ultimately, guys, the Galaxy get three points. They they leave. They they you should be happy you know, about that. Get out of Chicago. Happy about that. Uh, now they face. Uh, now they're gonna face Atlanta. Before we get into that, and, and by the way, just throw this in there. They're second place in the Western Conference. Hell yeah. So I mean, yes, I get it. It's April. I understand did we, that doesn't where, mean. Where did anything. I have them in my? That was my, way better than last year. <laughs> second believe, or third place. I believe you had them in second yeah. or third place. I, I have them Kansas the, City. I had Kansas City in first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had Seattle out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's April. It's April. <laughs> you also had Orlando winning uh, or last year, and they were doing That's great right. in right. April. <laughs> so we'll see what happens in two yeah, weeks. Yeah, that face. That face is going to look very different. Yeah. Yeah, check out Balls and Beers. Check out MLS Recap if you want to see uh, sort of our, our thoughts on the rest of the league there. Um, compared to last season, where were we after six games in 2017? Nowhere near second place in the West. <laughs> nowhere near. So, yeah. guys, this is an improvement. We should be celebrating this. Is this a finished product? Absolutely no. not. But we're getting there. And games like this, games like Vancouver, they add to it. And, yeah. yes, even losses, they add to it, to the finished product, what we hope to see in August, September, October, it, everything leads up to it. It's very early, guys. But again, it's it it's it seems like we're harping on it, but it's all relevant. It very when relevant. it comes to the bigger picture of the team or the, the the full scope of what's happening in 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 the team compared to last year. Yeah, and the goal difference right now, guys, it's zero. It's obviously again a step forward from last season. We were leaking in goals. Chicago game, we probably. Let a goal in in injury time. Probably both halves. You know, where that was that was a big issue. Right now, our defense, though it's a question mark, at zero goal differential, it's an improvement, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah. they're learning. It's a process, and I know no one wants to hear that. Trust the process, but uh-huh. they're doing it right this season. We're going in the right direction, and we can actually see it. So yeah. again, this team deserves our patience. I think that for what I'm seeing right now, a lot of positives. Obviously, they have some deficiencies. They'll work it out. But, guys, hang in there. We're in April. We've got a long way to go. But as of right now, you have reason to be, uh, to be happy. You should so be happy. En- enjoy it. Enjoy it, guys. All right. Well, speaking of happy and, and, and enjoying things, uh, let's talk about postgame a little bit. I, I did want to bring this up. But let's, let's get back to the thing that is our favorite subject and, and what all of our listeners want to hear about. Zlatan. The Zlatan show in Chicago. So, um, Bastian Schweinsteiger, a little starstruck when Zlatan comes to town. Uh, Zlatan, you know, everybody, every, all the media and everything uh, is, is coming for, uh, for Zlatan. He brings Schweinsteiger with them saying, hey, come on. Come, come with me, my friend. This is a guy who's won the World Cup. This is a guy who's won the Champions League, who's played for the best teams in the world. 
and Zlatan's bringing him along. <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Because that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Basi is bringing friends of his to meet Zlatan in the locker room after the game. That's, nice. That's insane. That in his own home. Crazy. I mean, in his own home. He, I think Zlatan says, hey, Basi, come with me. I'll make you a big man in your own town. <laughs> right? right? What the fuck? This guy is just insane, and the, no, here's there's the a thing. difference. So, it's so here's the thing: when when we when the rumors of Slatan started, I obviously was very skeptical. When you were when you sign him to a TAM contract, it's almost a no-brainer. The gamble is still there, but it's it's you got to make it's that whatever. bet You're playing with a hundred times out of a hundred. The, the you, yeah, exactly. You whatever. get it's a gamble, but it's a gamble with not your money. Yeah, whatever. You're playing well, with house that's money. One way, that, that's, fine. that's house money. Actually, whatever. no, no. That's actually pre- pretty, uh, pretty accurate right there. That is I can't pretty much house money. You didn't money. pull that out. I know. Yourself. Yeah, that's so that's weird. That's kind of crazy. I, I, it's like, I'm losing my touch. It's, it's like you're, it's like you're using your your friend's Visa card. <laughs> no, right? just go back to the go back to what house I money. We're on house money right now. Um, <laughs> well, I bring up I bring a Visa because Zlatan uh, Zlatan's Visa commercial came out this week. Oh, got you. Uh, have you have you guys seen no, the, the no, Visa commercial? It. No, it's it's excellent. So it's Latan. He's at a press conference. He's got his Z crest, which is phenomenal, by the way. Uh, he holds up a jersey, uh, and it says Visa on it, right? And then he and then people are taking pictures, and then he 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 puts the the jersey down. He does something off camera, and then he holds it back up, and suddenly the S has turned into a Z. It's been Zlatanized. <laughs> That's awesome. One of the X factors that I, I had put in here while we signed them was after 2017, we need to focus on what's on the field, not what's off the field. A lot of off the field issues in 2017, lots of locker room issues in, this, in 2017. And that was one of the X factors. Like, how do you manage an, an ego the size of Zlatan? How does that affect a locker room that seems to be in very, very good and positive terms? Will this throw it into turmoil? Will this turn it into chaos? It's definitely going to be Zlatan's team. He's going to have all the attention. It's going to be a media circus from here on out. And will that take away from what the team is doing on the field? It seems to be having the exact opposite effect mm-hmm. that all the, uh, the the press and publicity is getting the- has put us right back to where the Galaxy are used to being. In the spotlight, kings of the league, and all eyes are on us because we just signed the biggest star this side of Messi and Ronaldo. And he came to the Galaxy and he said, I've been eyeing Los Angeles for a few years now. It should have happened already. And everyone turns their head like, whoa, whoa, what did he just say? So, And then at the he's amount. Been, he, he's been at a Laker game. He's been at the Kings game. If Magic Johnson didn't have ownership in the Dodger game, he guaranteed he'd be at, at a Dodger game. The guy was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. By the way, did you see that? No, I missed it. I'm probably gonna watch it right after this show. Okay, yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's classic Zlatan. Jimmy Kimmel oh, uh, is having a lot of fun with it. And is it the a good guy length is, of time? Is is it a good length of time or is it it's short? Like, it's like eight and a half minutes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it's not the whole show, obviously, yeah, yeah. but you know, no, it, no, no, it, no, no. it's a good time. And and I I'll tell you right now that those eight and a half minutes it feels like two minutes because I wanted more. It was uh, <laughs> it, it, it was so fun. Just like his goals, you want more. And the more. fact that again you're putting, yeah, you want more. Um, and and I had I had said it before. If David Beckham put MLS on the map, uh, Zlatan made it um, a a capital city because this guy is 
going to be pulling in so much attention from around the world. No, yeah, the di- that... the, di- the difference with Beckham, the difference with Beckham is Beckham was really good as being a very he, he the majority of him was his looks, you know, his is his looks right. that he was perfect for TV for that, for model, for modeling, for doing all. But Zlatan, he's great for looks as well, but he has a personality to fucking throw out there and everybody wants to gobble it up. It's a very different. There's a big difference no, it, with, with, with those the two guy, when it comes to that, and that's why I think he's going to sell MLS the, in a very different way. The guy loves the camera, and the camera loves him. It's the perfect setting, and you know, like I said, I was one of the doubters um, about throwing in that type of ego into this team. But as of right now, and again, it's still early. Shit hasn't hit the fan yet. Uh, we haven't seen Zlatan yell at Gio, which again is only going to be a good thing. We, yeah, we would even love that. Even when it happens, we're fine. Yeah, we're all going to be happy about that. But as of right now, <laughs> it has completely been a positive, both for the Galaxy MLS. Um, it, it's been good for the fan base, the uh, the psyche of the team, and the the psyche of the fans. It's been so far in three games, one hell of a ride, and we still have the rest of this season and the rest of next season. It is, like I said, it's, I don't want to say we're back, but we're headed there. We should be happy, guys. And ready to bring us back down to earth comes Atlanta, coming to town. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, so here's our, um, I don't want to say our first big <laughs> test because we have faced NYCFC. We did face uh, Western Conference leading Kansas City and went down in that game. And now we're facing a much tougher team in Atlanta who, um, between them and NYCFC and Toronto, let's just be honest. Toronto is focused on a completely different tournament. So as soon as they're focused on MLS, they're going to run rampant on the mm-hmm. league. It's going to be those one of those three teams that win MLS Cup. So, Or at least they're the favorites to win MLS Cup. So Atlanta comes to the StubHub Center for the very first time in its history. I'm sure that stadium is going to be believe, sold out. I, 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 it's still That's shocking to me still. I feel like I, I've already seen them, but no, no. That's, no, we've I'm, I'm never so seen excited. it. It's I'm so excited for time. this Saturday. Yeah, uh, very first time that we're going to be seeing Atlanta in person. Um, we're we're going to be, and it's probably going to be your last chance to be seeing Almiron. I'm sure he's gone after this season. Yeah, probably go to Europe. Up. I'm sure Martinez probably won't be here either. So uh, I'm sure they'll replace him with someone just as, uh, just as uh, exciting. Well, and, and they have they sexy. have Barco. They have Barco coming in, and, and mm-hmm. he uh, the Atlanta fans uh, over the weekend in they their in their him. game. If, if you want to. If you want to hear my thoughts on on Ezekiel Barco and what happened with the Atlanta fans, uh, check out MLS Recap coming up later on. But um, you know, it's it's um, th- exactly Bobby. They they love him. They they yeah. they want to see more of him. They they crave Barco. Yeah. This is a guy who's uh, the most expensive transfer in MLS history, mm-hmm. and he's and he barely debuted. That is goddamn scary. That and Atlanta he's 19? is and he's nineteen years old. Atlanta has been playing with. Out their most expensive DP, that is an extremely scary thought. And since he already debuted last week against one of the better teams in MLS, he's going to go up against uh, the Galaxy. He's probably going to get more minutes. <clears throat> it's going to be uh, it's going to be um, oh, he's definitely another get way more game. minutes. Not, not as much as LAFC, but I think there's going to be a lot of hype for this game. Definitely more than than Kansas City. So, quick it's question, guys: if, if you want, if you want our predictions, obviously go listen to Balls and Beard. You should know that by now. But let me ask you guys a question here. Yeah, keep telling them though. If the Galaxy were to pull a result in this game, and I mean not a win, I'm talking about just a draw, would you be happy? Or is this a fuck that? We're the Galaxy. We got to win. 
Well, no, not for me. I mean, because I'm very well aware of how Atla- what Atlanta is and what how they can perform. So I would be very happy if we if we get a draw out of this game. I mean, I'm expecting us to lose this game, um, and in my you know, but I want a draw. I'll be ecstatic for a win, but I want a draw. I mean, let's be let's be let's be honest. I mean, Atlanta's gonna run us like Lewis said, run us rampant. They're gonna cut through. They're fast. We're not. We do not have experience with the type of team that we are going to go up against this Saturday and the skill. And just everything about them. Guys, fuck that. We're the galaxy. <laughs> we should win. But having said that, like coming taking my blue and gold glasses and my, my galaxy hat off. Hold on, let me get my scarf off here. And and let me turn into uh you know You don't have to wanna take be, your clothes off. Wanna be wanna be pro analyst. Um if we get a if, if the LA Galaxy get a draw out of this. Um, it would be uh, it, it, it it's gonna be because of some spectacular defensive feats or um, Atlanta isn't clicking because um, mm. let's be honest their their players even though we play we could be playing better than the 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 sum of our parts um, and and that's including Zlatan on, on the team, and that's a that's a big addition to to the to the the sum there. Um, this Atlanta team is scary good, and I think that the defense is going to have way too much trouble. And you know, granted that uh, uh, Atlanta's defense isn't stellar either, but we had trouble with Chicago's defense. We're not gonna. We're gonna have trouble in, against in very, in very different weather and and away from home. Uh, but like, I mean, look at. I believe that we're gonna be able to score on Atlanta. The only issue is stopping them from scoring on us more. We talked about how if the if this Galaxy team was gonna win, they're gonna have to win on offense, not on defense. The game is gonna have to be four to three, not one zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know we can win one zero, obviously, but. Like you guys said, Atlanta is a completely different beast. I know that their defense is very vulnerable and we have a high-powered offense. If we're not scoring those and Atlanta is, this can get ugly really, really quickly. Yeah, if we that hit the post, said, if we get bad calls, if we right, start Whatever it like, is, oh. we need to finish our chances if we, have, if we get any chance in this game because uh, it's not going to be a 0-0 draw. I doubt it's going to be a defensive, uh, a defensive game. It's going to be very, very open. Yeah. Um, my heart... And again, this is also the Zlatan effect. My heart tells me that we can pull off a draw. Can we pull off a win? Atlanta has to be a little off their game. They're the ones that are going to have to be hitting the post. Bingham has to be standing on his head Mm -hmm. because I feel that they're going to run through our defense like it wasn't even there. But you never know. This is MLS. This is one of those games where you feel, hey, this is a lock. But you know what? That's what makes it so interesting. That (laughs) lock is never a lock. You, 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 hey, you. hey, hey, balls and beers, balls and beers, <laughs> balls and beers. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. All right, guys. So we do want to talk about one last thing real quick uh, to, to finish the pod off uh, because this is a MLS pod as well. Uh, we got to talk Champions League a little bit. Um, Toronto played the first leg of the Champions League against Chivas Guadalajara last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost. Uh, they lost to Guadalajara two to one uh, at home. Unfortunately, um, lots of things going into this game. Uh, a very tired and 
probably now out of form Toronto team. I mean, um, you have to remember that they took out the defending champions in Tigres, or the defending Mexican League champions in Tigres. They took out the favorite in uh, for this tournament in Club America, and now they're facing a very just bad Chivas Guadalajara team. Um, we had the chance to talk to Bobby Warshaw about this a little bit, um, so we're going to insert that right here. Um, <laughs> okay, so before we begin, Bobby, um, very quickly, Last night, you you called the Toronto versus Chivas uh, CCL final? I would say we analyzed it before and after. We didn't quite call, but yeah, we were watching at the MLS headquarters studio, taking it all in. Oh, okay. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, uh, and, and, I, and I was going to ask you because well, we, we're a little bit delayed here, but uh, I'm kind of glad that it happened after the game. Um, what were your thoughts? Uh, on that first leg. So the people I was, I was watching with were really nervous, or not nervous, but upset about what happened, angry, annoyed, whatever you want to call it. It felt like another time when an MLS club and or a U.S. and Canadian national team blew it. And I didn't feel that way. You know, Toronto lost, but I was okay with the way they played. I definitely wouldn't call it a choke. I didn't think their mentality was bad. Maybe it wasn't as good as it needed to be. Maybe they weren't as sharp as they needed to be. But to me, it just felt like a regular soccer game between two teams. And perhaps our problem was building this narrative where Chivas was the undoubted favorite. And they were the favorite, but it's still freaking Chivas Guadalajara, the biggest team in Mexico, who is good at soccer. So Toronto didn't play bad. They didn't choke. They just didn't play well enough to beat another competitive soccer team. And if you were to play that game with the same chances on goal, with the same general flow of soccer... I would, say, I would say that Toronto wins it more often than not. But they just didn't take their chances last night. Chivas got a couple awkward goals, and that's the way soccer works sometimes. Yeah, the, the luck factor uh, was definitely in play there. I, I think the expectation going into this game was a little different considering that Toronto had an extremely tough road um, heading into the final. They, they took out who I personally thought was the uh, tournament favorite in Club America. And they took out uh, one of the tougher teams in, in Tigres on the way to the final. And Chivas, who's currently struggling in the league, they figured that this was going to be a cakewalk. So much so that Toronto actually made room for their trophy that they already had assumed that they were going to get. <laughs> and so when I kept my mouth shut, but when I'm seeing all this confidence slash arrogance, it really, really brought back some memories of that U.S. Trinidad game. Is that a fair assessment for me to make there? So it was made around the office as well. Matt Doyle made it. But to me, Trinidad's a semi-pro team, right? Those guys aren't even professional soccer players. Chivas is the biggest club in Mexico. So from an emotional, and this is what's weird about our job in analyzing the game. It's our job to make logical sense of what we see, but also keep in that general emotional fan perspective. So I would say from a logical, intellectual perspective, mindset they're not the same chivas is still even though they're struggling in liga mechies this year they're still a good team Trinidad and tobago was a semi-pro team effectively and but at the same time i acknowledge that the experience of a as a fan was the same a total gut punch Trinidad and tobago was a little harsher but last night it felt close didn't it yeah i mean and i think that's a fair assessment to make that um the Mexican teams are supposed to be in the final. They're supposed to be winning uh, this tournament. It's always been the MLS teams that have been the underdogs. And 
it was kind of reverse for this game, um, which I thought maybe played a small factor. Maybe Toronto got a little bit too overconfident there. But I always, going into the game, personally, I thought that Chivas had this fate behind them because New York completely outplayed this team. And in all fairness, New York, it should have been an all MLS final. Um, but if you give life to one of these teams that's supposed to win, you're you're giving them life to to do what they're supposed to be doing. And I I, I don't know. I guess Toronto kind of paid that price, unfortunately. Well, it's just something that we mess up so often when we talk about sports. Or it feels like we mess it up even more often when we talk about Major League Soccer or American Soccer. The margins are really, really small when you talk about professional sports. The difference between the top player and the next player, it's, it's all so tiny. So there's no such thing as an easy game. If you show up, not at your best, anyone can beat you. And what I say is, listen, I, was, I know this personally because I was far from the best player on – you know, Andrea Pirlo is miles better than I am as a soccer player. But if Andrea Pirlo didn't show up to an MLS game focused and ready to go, I am better than Andrea Pirlo, right? So it just seems like a general concept that we mess up often when we talk about soccer in this country, that teams are really close, and if you're not at your best, anyone can beat you. Makes sense. Yeah, it, I think it's hard to I think it's hard to, to explain that to people who obviously haven't played at the highest level like we haven't played at the highest level we're fans we've been watching the sport for a long time and 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 we do take into consideration the 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 feelings and the the circumstances that are outside of the soccer part of it uh that go into the game obviously but you know speaking from from your experience obviously you know um that some of those things some of those intangible things are are obviously you know they're intangible what you know, but I, I look at your article today uh, that that uh, talked about you use song lyrics to kind of describe your feeling um, toward the game. And uh, the song that kept popping into my brain while I was reading your article was uh, Radiohead's Let Down. Oh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, save, save that one for uh, for, you know, hopefully not next week. But, uh, you know, if uh, if it ends up being true, uh, I would. Yeah, I was looking at the lyrics. I was like, oh, man, this is let down all over it uh. yeah you know what's uh, funny about that article people were people i got a lot of positive feedback and to me i was like what do i write about this game it was the 80th minute i knew i had to start something right after the game i'm like what do you say you know it, it felt like the only thing that could do it justice was these somewhat <laughs> sad songs yeah yeah i mean but i think you threw some some positivity out there too um you 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 ended with the monkeys right which apparently I spelled wrong. I got some. I got a couple DMs. People are mad that I spelled <laughs> the monkeys wrong. I'm sorry. I do apologize for that. Oh, you have, no, you have no idea. Almost I mean, every article we write, there's a DM coming in with a correction. It's incredible. They're, they're, they were a huge influence on the Beatles. You should be ashamed that you spelled them wrong. Well, that's exactly what the person said, to be <laughs> honest. You the person that? was like, the monkeys, the way the no. monkeys spelled their name, they because you couldn't, you can't copyright the word monkeys but if you put an e instead of a y and the beatles did the same thing i'm like i, I don't i honestly don't care <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate you letting me know but there's just no chance i go back into html <laughs> and change this letter that's great. no no that's way great. no no, no. <laughs> all right uh, bobby what well, one final question i did want to ask you and um obviously it's, it's a little um a little odd asking the question after the fact that we know that Toronto lost the first leg at home, but um, Toronto was a, a favorite going into this game, and um, that's actually saying a lot because it's probably one of the first times that an MLS team has been the favorite 
over their Mexican counterparts in the final. How big is that statement, if any, or did we just overreact to it? it? To me, it feels like the whole conversation we're having around Champions League right now is wrong. We're acting like Major League Soccer is a major underdog, and anything we do is this big turning-the-corner moment. But no, what we found now is that the margins are fine, like I said before. And when when you do that, anything can happen in any given game. So yeah, Toronto is the favorite. But just because you're the favorite doesn't mean you choke. When you've got two good teams, either team can win. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't remember exactly what you asked, but that's just a key the question that keeps coming well, back to my thought. No, well, no, no. Well, the, the thing is, is that being that a, a lot of MLS fans were hopeful that this was going to be the year. This is finally going to be the time that an MLS team oh, is right, going to win right. this tournament and they're going to represent MLS um, in the Club uh, World Cup uh, later on this this year. Um, you know, was it a big thing that now you had a team that was favored over the, the their Mexican counterparts? Because it's always been the opposite uh, the, the opposite way where... MLS has always been the underdog, and they had to play a phenomenal game just to stand a chance. Oh, no. Okay, so I answered the question. I don't know why I kept talking. Yes, yes, but did. But the thing is, like, to me, I don't know how much I'm allowed to cuss on this, what, on this thing, yeah, but, really, oh, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, um, like, American soccer fans, we beat Mexico every other time we play them, right? MLS teams, maybe we don't spend as much money, but at some point, let's stop – you guys were they use the word masochist. Like, let's stop chastising ourselves. Toronto FC is as good as these teams. New York Red Bulls was as good as these teams. Let's stop looking down on ourselves and acting like we're some pitiful soccer country. And it literally blows my mind how we do this every time, how we beat the Mexican national team every other time we play them in competition, and we still act like they're some superior soccer country to we are. And maybe they are, but show me evidence where that gap is all that big, except yeah, there's, for this there's definitely that American soccer superiority complex that we have or, or inferiority. inferiority complex. No, we're superior, damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, except for right now. Um, there, there's definitely the inferiority complex that the American soccer fans had. And I saw it come out like right away on Twitter. We were looking at and and, you know, the first yeah. chance that people got, they were just like, oh, no, nope, MLS sucks again. <laughs> yeah. So to just give a quick answer to your question, how did I feel about us being favorites? I didn't care because at some point – just let it go and decide that you are worthy. Let it go and decide that you are a good country and you're a good soccer players and you're all these things and just acknowledge that you want to actually compete at a high level. So that, that was my thought process. Like, dude, finally, let's just play the game and not talk about this so much. Very well said. One last question. Now you brought up money. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought this was interesting that after Toronto beat club America, their coach, Miguel Herrera, uh, in the post game, I'm sure he had a long list of excuses uh, as to why uh, his team would lose to an MLS side. But one of the things he said was that Liga Mekis cannot compete with MLS as far as luring uh, some with some players that we have because of the money, which I thought was interesting for so many reasons. Um, we have a salary cap. And a lot of MLS critics, this is like one of the big points that you have to get rid of that in order for this league to grow. So who's right in all this? Or is Miguel Herrera just, you know, being Miguel Herrera? Yeah, I don't. I saw that quote, too, and I had no idea what he was talking about. Because you ask, the thing is, I don't fully know what Chivas and Tigres pay their players, partially because they'll never be honest about it. I mean, who knows what 
Gignac makes in actual dollars compared to jewels and real estate and whatever he <laughs> makes his money in. Right. So I, I saw that same quote and I was wondering the same thing. I don't have any insight into that. Yeah, I thought it was extremely odd that he said that because I always figured that Mexico, oh, at least this side of the world, was the most lucrative, that they can bring in South American talent that at one point MLS was not able to. And now that MLS has evolved and has uh, gotten a lot better, now it looks like they're starting to pull not just South American talent, but current uh, Mexican talent uh, you've seen with the Dos Santos brothers and Vela. And, you know, they're able to pull some, you know, um, mid-level Europeans. And I, I, maybe that's what he was talking about. Maybe he was talking about Zlatan. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I just thought it was really interesting to say that Mexico cannot compete financially with MLS. That was just very, very odd to me. I thought the same thing. All right. So that's one of those mysteries in life. Um, yep. All right, Bobby, thank you very much. And um, look, I, I, I like Bobby's sort of... Uh, I don't want to call it MLS homerism because uh, I, I I don't know if that's the the thing here, but he's he's trying not to be alarmist. Um, I get that a lot of fans like uh, a lot of MLS fans, and and look at us, we're a galaxy centered uh, podcast talking about how disappointed we are in Toronto. I mean, we shouldn't give a, ca- a crap about Toronto. That is the inferiority complex that every MLS fan. Uh, feels whether they want to deny it or not it's there um we're not to a point where we are the best in our region let alone this side of the world where we can just say i'm rooting for everybody else i'm sorry i'm rooting against everybody else if my team isn't in that tournament we're not there yet I think the only teams that we would be like, I don't want that winning. I don't want San Jose winning that tournament. I don't want LAFC winning that tournament. Everyone else, good luck to you. Um, if they um, eliminate us, fuck you. But good luck to you. <laughs> uh, that's the that's the nature of the MLS fan. Should it be that way? No. But that's the reality. And I think that I did like what Bobby said in that we shouldn't be saying, are we the big boys? Are we still little brother? Can we compete against them? Just play the fucking game. Just play the, the fucking game. The margins are getting smaller, and we deserve to be on that field with anybody else, regardless of who you throw on there. I did like that take personally. Uh, it, it's hard for me to, 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 to really argue that because he makes a good point. Like, Why are we harping on the fact that did we catch up to them or not? And I understand that that is a barometer that we have that uh, our league, our team has always had, that our barometer was always Mexico. And uh, that, that's kind of unfortunate that we don't have any other sort of uh, barometer to, to test that. But uh, the, the nature of the beast is that until we beat, or at least this league consistently beats the, uh, the uh, Liga and Mekki side, it's always going to be a talking point. However, that being said you're seeing more and more that the MLS sides, though not winning in the final game, they're starting to eliminate some of these Mexican teams on the road to that final. So that's also a step forward. Yeah. And as I, as you heard in the interview, I said, hey, Toronto was a heavy favorite. That's never happened before. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in my opinion, I thought that actually played against them. I think like most American teams, including the national team, work better with their backs against the wall. They work better as underdogs. And that mentality, it has to change. 
it definitely has to change. So we hope you enjoyed that interview. We certainly did. We had a lot of fun with Bobby. And uh, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, it was uh, it was a great experience. Agreed. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is L.A. is our house. Episode 108. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. And again, thank you for uh, thank you to Bobby Warshaw to be our special guest on this episode. Make sure you listen to him on Balls and Beers this week. And make sure you also listen to the uh, David's MLS recap. And we'll see you at the LA versus Atlanta game. Later. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.